before we even do an introduction, I just feel like we need to address the fact that we recorded our last episode on May 12th. <laughs> nothing happened. And then nothing happened. We got a merch drop. And Ugh. like, I I wanted to buy the Swifty Summer Crew Neck. Yeah, I really cute. did. It's a really cute purple. And like, I don't feel strongly enough about any of the albums to want a particular album. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a fan of having like celebrities' faces on my body. And so like, I I want wanted the new lover crew neck the white mm-hmm. one. Oh, that was so cute um because it was super cute but i'm like i don't want a celebrity's face on my torso that's just not the oh. vibe but like just a, a plain really cute purple sweater that says swifty across the that's chest cute. i'm into that yeah but i don't want to pay 70 dollars no for it. <laughs> it's so expensive my cardigan was less than that mm-hmm. like that's the thing i'm like that's what i equate it to i'm like is it less than the cardigan if it's less, then I'm more willing to buy it. If it's more, yeah, I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Melissa. And I'm Gwen. And this is Tea and Squee. This is the podcast where we spill the tea about the things that make us squee. Today, we're talking about Pop Taylor, Ooh. continuing our coverage of Miss Taylor Allison Swift. Uh, our coverage of the music industry Literally. that is Taylor Swift. <laughs> And we're, like, entering in her sweet spot era. Mm-hmm. Like, this is her pop era, like, redefined pop music as it is, I would mm-hmm. say. I, I I think it's funny because I'm going to say this for every Taylor era. I said it for country Taylor. I'll say it for pop Taylor. And I'm going to say it again when we cover folk Taylor next time. Yep. This is Taylor's truest form. Yeah. Well, because she, every yeah. every form of Taylor is Taylor's truest form at the time yes. that she is at Taylor. And it's wild to me. But at the same time, it's not. We're watching a woman grow mm-hmm. up before our very eyes. Like, of, of course, sh- her genre is going to change. Of course, she is going to change. Of course, uh, the way that she sees herself and we see mm-hmm. her and the messages she puts out into the world are going to change. Yep. I just like... It's, it's wild to me how I can look at every single era she's ever had and said, that's the truest form of Taylor Swift. Yes. And be correct. It is correct. Every time. <laughs> it's just, it's Taylor being herself. And I just, that's what I love about her as an artist is like her continued ev- evolution mm-hmm. in music. Like she's like always trying new things with her sound and just playing around. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's always so authentic to her every single time. Like, she went, like, she did crossed, like, three different genres in her different <laughs> eras. And I'm just, she kills it every time. Every I'm time. Like, wow. It's, it's amazing. amazing. Like, a lot of artists can't do that. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate her for that so much. So today we're talking about Pop Taylor. Woo! Once again, we're going to go through things kind of chronologically. Uh, there are three albums in this era of <laughs> Taylor. Uh, and we are also going to discuss one of the largest, the word that comes to mind is like controversy. Yeah. Because I guess it was controversial, but also it wasn't. It It was just a man being awful and mobilizing his awful, awful fans. Yeah. It was just a man being a man. A man. Yeah. So. Which is deeply unfortunate. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) uh we're gonna start on a happier note yes uh with what i might argue is one of the i don't know if happiest is the right 
word to use. Yeah. Boppiest. Boppiest is be. a good word. Um, most optimistic. I'd say so. Because this album isn't all happy. No, but I would argue that it's it's pretty aggressively optimistic. I was gonna say it's generally upbeat and like even yeah. her more sad songs. I would say mm-hmm. quote unquote sad mm-hmm. are like have a fun little tune. Yeah, because like you know out of the woods and all you had it's to do is stay aren't fucking heartbreaking yeah they're not like, happy songs but they're they both sound bops happy. and a half yeah they're both songs i headbang to in the car same they're they're jams um also if y'all don't know we are talking about 1989 <laughs> this was taylor's official transition into pop music like there is no more country taylor she mm-hmm. gone um and so she released 1989 on October 27th, 2014, and it's noted for its pop hooks and electronic accents, and the media questioned the validity of Swiss of her status as a country artist. Um, and this album is inspired by 1980s synth pop, so that's, like, that was the major shift in her sound, basically. We used to get a lot of acoustic. This is very poppy-poppy. Mm-hmm. Um... Very of the era in which it yeah. was produced. And she titled the album after her birth year as a symbolic rebirth of her artistry because she is extra like that. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate for her. And like the general like vibe of 1989 is like very lighthearted perspectives. Um, so it's very, very different from Red, which was pretty mm-hmm. hostile towards failed romance. Um, and 1989 fucking swept awards and nominations. Like, it, the world tour was the highest grossing tour of 2015. It's it been... was also her first world tour. Yeah. And she fucking killed it. Mm-hmm. It spent 11 weeks atop the Billboard 200. It received a nine-fold platinum certification from the Recording Industry Association of America. And then it won Album of the Year and Best Pop Vocal Album at the 58th Grammy Awards. And she's the first female solo artist to win Album of the Year twice. The first time she won was with Fearless. Um, And this is up to this point. Yeah. It had been twice. Yes, yes. Uh, And she appeared on several lists of the Best Album of of 2010s, featured in Rolling Stone's 2020 revision of their 500 greatest albums of all time and one favorite pop rock album at the 2015 american music awards so lots going on for this album amazing emaki mm-hmm. um so 13 tracks on the like the og album and then the deluxe version included a new song new romantics and voice memos of i know places i wish you would in blank space um singles lead single was shake it off followed by blank space style black bit bit bad blood and wildest dreams i just want to say uh deluxe version also included wonderland and uh you are in love oh thank you new songs as well i i only say that because i distinctly remember accidentally clicking uh on the non-deluxe version (gasps) on spotify once (laughs) and it ending after clean and me going what the fuck (laughs) yeah i always forget i literally i always remember new romantics was added but in my brain you were in love and wonderland were on the original album for some Mm -hmm. reason 
Um, I don't know why they weren't on the OG. Here we are. <laughs> so the fun thing about 1989 is, like, we don't have a full Taylor's version yet, but she's dropped two singles so far. Like, she dropped Wildest Dreams when it was, like, a really big TikTok trend, and she wanted people using her version. Mm-hmm. And she recently dropped This Love because it's going to be featured in a TV show on Amazon mm-hmm. Prime. Yeah. Um but that's all we have for 1989 TV. We mm-hmm. thought it was going to be dropped on May 13th, and we're all wearing clown makeup right now yeah. because we went to silly gooses. So here's the thing is that I have to question, like, if, if she had both of these ready, does that mean that she, like, saw Wildest Dreams mm-hmm. was tw- trending on TikTok and decided, oh, I'm going to re- re-record just that song and release it, and then, like, oh, they want to use this love for this film mm-hmm. rather than have them use the old version i'm gonna re-record just that song too yeah is that what happened or has she recorded all of 1989 tv already i feel like she's already recorded it i feel like that would be a lot of trouble to go to for two right. songs right but also she could do it I, she's tailored i was gonna say she has a home studio she can yeah. really just do what she wants mm-hmm. I, I subscribe to like I think it was, like, a theory I saw on TikTok where people believe that she was going to drop this before Red TV, but mm-hmm. because of the Shake It Off lawsuit, she backpedaled. Mm-hmm. So, they we like, that person thinks she has all of 1989 Taylor's version recorded, but is just waiting for this lawsuit to be settled before dropping. You know what? I'll just, I'll just sit and wait patiently for whatever yeah. Taylor wants to give us. I go through periods of, like... <laughs> Okay, I'm ready to like, give us something new. Please, God, give us something new. To like forgetting that I'm waiting for new things me from too. Taylor Swift. So, yeah, me too. Well, I've I've just officially been like, you know what? Either way, I'm gonna be jamming to 1989 all summer. It's either gonna yeah. be the stolen album or it's gonna be her version of the album. Mm-hmm. At least I have two songs that are her versions I can listen mm-hmm. to because I have like. It's like a 1989 playlist that I have downloaded now instead of the album because, like, they added the two songs that are her versions. Mm-hmm. So now that's what I listen to. But So, uh, yeah. do you have any thoughts, then, on just, like, the two new singles that are Taylor's version? I literally loved them so much. I remember when she dropped Wildest Dreams, her version, and I listened to that song on repeat for, like, two weeks. Mm-hmm. It was so good. <laughs> when I listen to the album, I'll hear the original Wildest Dreams and be like, mm-hmm. this isn't right. There's yep. something, like, there's inherently something weird about yep. this track now because I've heard her version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird. I, and especially when it goes into the next song now, mm-hmm. my brain's like, oh, this is a weird, like, sound They're jump. like two completely different sounds and two completely different people. Literally. I, I've said it before, and I'll die saying it. Taylor's version is superior mm-hmm. in every way. It will be for every re-record yep. she does. Um, and it, honestly, it's because her voice has grown so much. It has. Like, her, her sound has evolved, yes. Like, just in general, the way that she likes to have her music sound has, mm-hmm. has changed. And I do prefer her newer sound yep. to her older sound. But a lot of it just has to do with vocal growth. I agree. Um, her, her voice has grown and become so much stronger even since uh, 1989 mm-hmm. was released. And she was in her mid-20s when yeah. this one came out, right? I believe so, and, yeah. And so it's she, she was already, like, vocally, ma- 
mature enough that mm-hmm. like her voice had already evolved so much when the original 1989 came out mm-hmm. and her voice has only improved since yep I and agree. so we get those richer smoother uh tones and melodies and it's mm-hmm. just I, like i'm a broken record but her voice now is like a buttery balm for my soul it is like I did not expect it to be that different than the original vocals, but I was so wrong because Mm -hmm. it's so smooth and pretty. Like, when I heard, like, this love especially, I I noticed, like, that seamless, like, smooth feeling of, like, gliding almost. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, this is so different than the original. Like, I liked the original This Love, but the new one made made me, like, fall in love with the song, like, officially. It was so Mm -hmm. freaking good. Well, and especially when you think about this album, when she was recording this album and then when she went on tour for this album, like, uh, we've, we've all watched the Miss Americana Netflix mm-hmm. documentary. Yeah. And she talks about how the 1989 era was bad for her. Yeah. She cut her hair. She bleached it. Um, in part because that was the look they were going for, mm-hmm. but then it made her hair super unhealthy. Mm-hmm. She was battling eating an eating disorder um, and just some very unhealthy mindsets and stuff like that. And so she wrote and produced this album and went on tour for this album that was all about embracing yourself and, like, having fun and, like, it had this optimistic sound. But she was also at this, like, fairly low point in terms of her mental and physical health she talks about like feeling like she's going to pass out when she gets done with her shows um and so like you think about that even and know that even if she wasn't aware of it happening Mm -hmm. like it it's everything going on in your mind and in your body will affect your voice Which is not to say that her sound is bad on the original, because it's not. It's great. Uh, It's just she has, as a human, Mm -hmm. grown a lot and become a lot healthier since that original era. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's it's not surprising to me the differences that we hear. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Um, Semi-transitioning. So, like, favorite songs overall? now Mm, overall now so i like both of the taylor's version singles but Mm -hmm. they have never been my favorite songs on that album yeah same (laughs) um i honestly might argue that wildest dreams might be my least favorite song that's on 1989 uh and that doesn't mean it's a bad song it's just my least favorite on the album yeah i think bad Um, blood is my least favorite oh no i lied shake it off Oh, I like that one. I I still shake it off as the one song that I still skip. That's fair. Um, that, that <laughs> but is my fair. my favorite songs um are Clean Style and Wonderland. Yes, yes, yes. And then my honorable mentions would be New Romantics and Out of the Woods, Ooh. specifically for the end of the bridge. Uh, the uh, you were looking at me. And I don't yes. even have to sing it. Everyone can hear it in their heads. Um, but, like, 
the bridge of out of the woods so earns good. it a spot on honorable mentions because i used to hate that song Ooh. because i was like why does she just keep saying are we out of the woods yet are we out of the woods yet are we out of the woods yet are we out of the woods and that's the entire chorus it's driving me insane and then i like actually listened to the song more deeply you're like oh my god and i was like oh my god yes i get it now i get it now it's it's (laughs) this desperate like repetitiveness of like she doesn't know which way to go and so she's constantly questioning Mm -hmm. it and she feels like everywhere she turns is exactly the same and so so she's just constant like in her mind everything is the same and so she's going to keep saying the same thing kind of thing um Mm. and i was like wow Look at Taylor She's coming so to, into her own as a poet. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Amazing. Um, she, she, that's Dr. Taylor Allison Swift. Yeah, right it there. is. Um, <laughs> but the, the bridge has always slapped, it's even so when good. I didn't understand the song properly. It, it always yes. slapped. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, it's so hard for me because it's my, like, it's one of my favorite albums. Like, I always switch back and forth with Folklore in 1989 as, like, my favorite album at the time. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, a no-skip for me. But, like, if I have to choose, it's, like, obviously it's, like, Clean. It's, like, mm-hmm. one of my favorite songs of all time. Mm-hmm. Style makes me feral. It is the perfect summer song. Perfect mm-hmm. pop song, I dare say. And All You Had to Do Is Stay. So good. Honorable mentions to New Romantics and Welcome to New York because mm-hmm. both are jams in half. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love them dearly. So, uh, I just, I need to come clean on something if I, if I may. Oh, uh, yes. I hated 1989 on principle <laughs> when it first came out because I was not like other girls. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I mean, clearly I've grown up since yeah. then. Um, but when it first came out, I was like, I don't know, a sophomore in high school. When did it come out? 2014? 2014, yep. Okay, I was a junior. Yeah. No, Wait. that was my senior year of high school. It came out my senior year of high school. Um, wow. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I was fully and my not like other girls i don't listen to pop because it's all vapid and stupid oh my god um (laughs) (laughs) and so i hated 1989 on principle when it first came out um i've grown up uh it's impossible to be sad while listening to this album absolutely impossible the whole thing is a bop from top to bottom it's a 10 out of 10 is it my favorite album no is there a single skip also, no, except for sometimes shake it off. <laughs> it really depends on my mood. Some days I can handle it, and some days that is the one Taylor Swift song where I'm still like, I'm not like other girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I just, it's not, it's, it's not my fate. No, no. The, once again, the bridge will always slap. It is There's so good. Something about my ex man brought his new girlfriend. Said, oh my God. I'm just going to shake it. The fellow like, with hair. Oh, so good. With so hella good, good hair. <laughs> Come on over, baby. We can shake, shake, shake. Even when I was in high school and I hated her on principle, this was a bop. The, yeah. the bridge of Shake It Off was a bop. But I still, like, it. this whole album is great. It's just a 10 out of 10. Clean is in my top oh. 10 favorite songs, not just by her, mm-hmm, but probably of all time. 
um i listen to this album my drive to work on mornings when i feel gross about existing uh, <laughs> and it never fails to get me absolutely hype about teaching the youth of america <laughs> yes i love that so much uh fucking love this album i'm a broken record this is why i bought the sweatshirt on taylor's shop because i was like i love 1989 more than anything else in this world like i throw it on when i'm in a bad mood and it just it always makes me feel better there's something about the opening like bebops to welcome to new york that gets me jazzed to be alive and makes me not hate my life so much it's wonderful (laughs) it's totally a no skip album and to me this is the hot girl summer album and (laughs) i will be playing it all summer long because every song is a certified bop Mm -hmm. like my thing for this album is like so many people thought taylor would like totally fall on her face trying to go from being a country singer to a pop singer and this album is proof that her transition was not only seamless but super successful mm-hmm. and i loved it and i have a visceral rem- like memory of like listen like blasting this album on the bus on the way to tennis meets in high school mm-hmm. and all of my teammates we'd be scream singing shake it off in style it was great wow. your bus drivers must have hated you oh guys. absolutely we were so obnoxious <laughs> absolutely fucking obnoxious and i pity those bus drivers because yikes uh but like 1989 is getting ready for your homecoming dance with your best friends mm-hmm. it's music blasting in your car on your way to your first date because you're nervous as fuck and it calms you down i listened to style before every first date mm-hmm. it just to soothe my nerves and get me hyped and it mm-hmm. never failed to work like i am a 1989 girly through and through it's like if i had to choose a soundtrack for my life i would want it to be this mm-hmm. That's, there's something about this album that just like soothes anxiety it does like when i'm anxious about stuff like folk taylor makes me apathetic about my anxiety yeah same kind of um, it yeah country taylor puts me in my feels mm-hmm. about my anxiety but pop taylor makes me say fuck your anxiety yeah and every era of pop taylor does that but in a little bit of a different way 1989's way of doing it is saying like i don't need anxiety Mm -hmm. it's like let's just have fun because i'm just gonna strut (laughs) through this shit i don't need anxiety um (laughs) yeah it's like it's basically like when i look in the mirror and i tell myself you're too hot to be sad right now Mm-hmm. that's what 1989 does to my anxiety it's like yeah. you're too hot for this mm-hmm. we're gonna have fun instead okay and i'm yeah. like cool sounds good cool 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 thanks taylor <laughs> but this album certified 10 out of 10 i love her so much mm-hmm. so next we need to talk about something that happened um <laughs> <sighs> to Taylor between 1989 and the release of her next yeah. studio album. So after 1989 was released, Taylor be- came under scrutiny by a lot of different tabloids mm-hmm. and media outlets. Um, and specifically on social media, she was absolutely ripped yeah. apart. Uh, and 
I, I say specifically on social media, but it wasn't just people on social media. It's it like was everybody. everyone. It was normal ass people on social media, celebrities uh-huh. in social media and in tabloids, and also just major news outlets. Yeah. Just completely ripping this girl to shreds. And it all started mm. because of the Taylor Swift is over party. So we talked a little bit last time about the 2009 MTV Video Music Awards, um, at which ceremony Taylor won an award for Best Female Video for her music video for You Belong Mm -hmm. With Me. And while Taylor was accepting her award, Kanye West jumped up onto the stage, took the mic from Taylor, who at the time was like 19, Mm -hmm. And proceeded to insist on national television that Beyonce should have won over her. Taylor did not get to make her acceptance speech because Kanye West interrupted it to tell her she didn't deserve the award. Hmm. Then in April of 2016, seven years later, Kanye dropped a song called Famous in which he recites the lines, quote, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Why I made that bitch famous. God damn, I made that bitch famous. <sighs> Taylor, after hearing the song, called Kanye out for calling her a bitch, feeling like the lyrics were disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But then in July of that same year, so July of 2016, Kim Kardashian, who at the time was Kim Kardashian West, released a video on social media of Kanye on the phone with Taylor prior to the song's release, telling her that she was mentioned in his song. This promoted the rise of the hashtag Taylor Swift is over party as Kanye fans and Taylor haters alike flocked to blame Taylor for clout chasing and lying. Taylor was then attacked with an amount of hate that she had never experienced before. People had always accused her of, you know, only writing breakup songs, like telling too many details about her personal life in her songs, you know, like really calling men out with the music that she wrote. Um... But this really made people attack her. Mm-hmm. Um, previ- people who had previously no idea who she was or who didn't care about her at all were coming yeah. out of the woodwork to attack her, as well as people who had always hated her. Uh, and people who had been her fans who mm-hmm. then decided that she wasn't worth liking anymore. They were calling her basic. They were calling her a liar, a hypocrite, untalented, and pretty much any other insulting adjective or name you could think to call someone. Yep. Uh, she she was literally torn apart, not just by, like, people involved in the music industry and people who were, like, following her on social media, um, but, like we said, by major news outlets as well. This was national news. Mm-hmm. And mostly people centered it on the idea of, like, oh, she can dish it, but she can't take it. Yeah. Kind of thing. And, um, you know, like, she's just this vapid girl who got in over her head and was never actually talented anyway. Taylor maintained throughout all of this that, yes, Kanye had told her she'd be mentioned, but he didn't tell her how or why. And the name drop wasn't the problem. It was the way he used mm-hmm. her name. Um. Like, just remember that their beef, quote-unquote beef, started because Kanye, as a grown-ass man, interrupted and embarrassed a 19-year-old girl on national television. This girl had made a name for herself already, uh, and she won a, an award 
that people decided she deserved. Mm -hmm. It was not her fault she won that award except for being in the music industry and making the video she did. It's not like the game was rigged. It's not like the deck was stacked. She just won the award. And a grown-ass man got up and embarrassed her on national television. Yep. And she did not retaliate except to say, yeah, I'm not really, I I don't know that I'll really be a fan of his after this. As, you know, rightfully she should. And so Taylor disappeared from the public eye for three years until the drop of reputation Hmm. i'll say this before we get into the details about the album the release of look what you made me do shook all of us to our core the old taylor was in fact dead the world had bathed in her blood and now she was back stronger than ever Mm -hmm. reputation released on november 10th 2017 After secluding herself from the press and social media, uh, she created Reputation as an effort to revamp her state of mind. Uh, She wrote Reputation under two major themes. One was drawing from the excessive gossip uh, that was about her, and the other was about finding love amidst those tumultuous events. Mm -hmm. So uh, her songs on this album are either very fuck you or yep. fuck me literally uh, it's amazing the- <laughs> i love it so much <laughs> those are those are the two those are the two attitudes and reputation is fuck you or fuck me <laughs> yeah it's bad <laughs> oh my god yeah miss miss dress dress is like one of the horniest songs i've ever heard and it's amazing <laughs> so reputation actually received generally positive critical response mm-hmm. uh you know, people were divided on the brash sound and harsh themes, which had was so out of out of left field for Taylor. Yeah. But again, this came out three years after 1989. Mm-hmm. What we were going to get was not going to be like 1989. But people still thought her songwriting was really, really great, as they always have. First and foremost is a poet and a brilliant songwriter. Yep. All of her songs are gold. Reputation was Taylor's fourth consecutive album to debut atop the U.S. Billboard 200, with first week sales of over one million copies. The stadium tour became the highest grossing North American tour of all time, and it was nominated for Best Pop Vocal Album at the 61st Grammy Awards. The album is 15 tracks. We did not receive a deluxe version or any kind of special edition of Reputation. Mm -hmm. It was just what it was at 15 tracks. Singles were Look What You Made Me Do, the the single that shook the world. (laughs) Oh, my God. Are you ready for it? Endgame, New Year's Day, Delicate, and Getaway Car. So we had six singles for. really popped off. For this album mm-hmm. um this god this album, <sighs> this album? Uh, i know i let's let's do favorite songs yes. and then we then we can talk because i just i i, I can't i know yep yep yep, yep. <laughs> it's like i also would consider rep like a no skip album mm-hmm. like once we get into like, taylor's pop era i don't really skip songs on her albums anymore mm-hmm. But, like, I have to be in a certain mood to listen to, like, the fuck you reputation songs, I think. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. I have to be pissed fucking off to be, like, 
I need to listen to Look What You Made Me Do today. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I really love her love songs on this album. Mm-hmm. So, like, my favorites have been, are, like, Delicate, Getaway Car, and King of My Heart. Oh, I listened to Delicate, like, what, this was, like, my freshman year of college when it came out? Yes. 2017? Yeah. So, I listened to Delicate for a whole year, basically, like, on, on repeats. Like, it was my kind of- walking to class jam. It was a walking to class jam. It was a great time, and I loved every second of it. We also, like, learned to dance to it in one of our jazz classes. It was great, yeah. and I loved it so much. <laughs> Getaway Car, The Bridge, Dare I Say Less, and King of My Heart, like, makes me think of my relationship in the best way possible, and it makes me all soft and squishy. So my favorites are Gorgeous, Getaway Car, and This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things. Ooh, good one honorable uh, words honorable mentions to literally the entire rest of the fucking album (laughs) but specifically to new year's day and the king of my heart Mm -hmm. bridge like i'm sorry up on the roof with schoolgirl crush something feral yeah in me like i when you ask me to name my favorite taylor swift albums reputation is not on that list and i don't know why that is because this is the only one of her albums that truly genuinely does not have a single skip yeah on it for me there i say with the rest of her albums oh these are no skips this is but truly there's no always one or two songs that i skip i never skip songs on rap i don't listen to it quite as much mm-hmm. As the other albums, which is maybe why it doesn't pop up yep. in my brain. Same. Like, when I think about Taylor Swift albums, what's wild is that this is such an important part of her career, mm-hmm. is this moment. And I forget reputation exists sometimes. Yeah. Which is wild. That is wild. Like, I forget, like, certain sides of it exist. Because mm-hmm. there are songs that are on every single playlist I make. Like, right. Like, the songs I mentioned earlier, those are always on a playlist. Call It What You Want is always on a playlist. New Year's mm-hmm. Day is always on a playlist. Mm-hmm. But, like, but the grittier sounds? Oh, so This good. album, ugh. So good. Ugh. So good. It's a love album. It truly is. It, it is. is a love song album, and I will not listen to anyone who tells me that Lover is her true love album. No. It's not. It's really, really not. Um, no, no, <laughs> they are wrong. <laughs> this entire album is Taylor being the biggest fucking simp, and I'm <laughs> living for it. Like, I just like the poetic nature of her falling in love objectively during the worst like part of her mm-hmm. career, mm-hmm. and finding this really great love. Oh, it's so. Her best beautiful. love songs are off of this album. Yeah, they are. Like, like. Lovers, lovers, great. The mm-hmm. song, lover, lovely. Paper yeah, rings, beautiful. lovely. Daylight will uh, walk down the aisle to it at yeah. my wedding. Daylight's it beautiful. is comparable to the love songs that are on Reputation. Yeah. But as an album, Reputation has the best love songs. It really does. Mm-hmm. Really, really does. Also, she spits straight bars she in does. this album. Like, I'm sorry. Um, oh gosh, is it end? And I was just Endgame, thinking of Endgame, she, yep. She starts rapping. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I did not know that Miss Taylor Allison's doctor, Taylor Dr. Allison Swift, Swift, could rap. 
But Dr. Swift can rap. I love Endgame. I always forget that song so exists. Good. Why do I, I always know. forget Endgame exists? And then whenever I hear it, I'm like, I want to be your Endgame. Endgame. I want to be it's your so first ring. It's so good. good. It's, it's so, so good. good. Literally, Taylor spits fucking bars. Taylor is God. Taylor mm-hmm. has seen God. She's met him. She and really he has. asked her for an autograph. Like, that. That's that's what happened when Taylor wrote this album. Yeah. And that's what happened every night when Taylor went on tour. Yeah. Oh, this is a good tour. Like, I remember I watched oh this God. on Netflix. <sighs> Wish it could have been in that room. Out of body experience. Literally. I'm like, this is the most perfect concert mm-hmm. ever. So here's the thing. 1989 was an album about being yourself and not worrying about other people. Reputation is an album about being yourself to spite other people. Mm-hmm. And it is the boss bitch soft-hearted energy that I need in my life. Like, I am not a reputation girly. Like, if you mm-hmm. were to say, which Taylor Swift album is Gwen? No one would ever say that I'm reputation. No. Literally no one. But my negative emotions are reputation mm-hmm. before they are read, if that makes sense. That does make sense. Um, Like, I don't have time for haters I'm not going to cry over you. You need to cry because you aren't me. Okay? Okay. <laughs> Hella. Oh, my God. So, we have, like, two friends who don't really like Taylor Swift. And I'm very convinced they would like this album because if mm-hmm. they were a Taylor Swift album, they would be this album. Like, that's yeah. them to their core. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, like, the kind of pop music that they like. Like, I listen to like- Billie Eilish's stuff and it reminds me of Reputation a little bit. I so badly want to get them in a car and yeah. turn on Reputation yep. and have them not know what mm-hmm. we're listening to. Yep. And just I need it. Yeah, same. Because I know they would like it. I just mm-hmm. I need them to give it a chance. And like this album, I don't. I've never hated it, but like it was no. It was never like my favorite album. Mm-hmm. Like I pop it on when I'm in the mood for it because like yeah. I'm not always in the mood to listen to Reputation. Like I have to really be in a specific like vengeful state of mind um see i think i'm always in the mood where i could listen to reputation mm -hmm. i just don't reach for it as often as her other albums and it might just be because the the music style isn't my favorite same yeah i think that's what it is yeah i think all the songs are amazing and when i'm listening to it i'm enjoying every minute of it but i'd much sooner reach for 1989 Mm -hmm. or lover i think Just because they're more my vibe. Same, same. Or like, yeah, like, I I don't know what kind of pop to call it, but like, it's not the pop I usually reach for, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not brashy, but like, that's the word that's coming to my mind. Mm-hmm. And it's know. not quite rock or yeah. R&B. Yeah. But so it's you not aren't like quite sure how to classify it. Like, it's very clearly pop, yeah. but it's got influence of something else that you just can't quite place. But it's not like dreamy pop, and I'm a big mm-hmm. dreamy pop girl. Yeah, I'm a bubblegum bitch. Yeah, which is why 1989 and Lover work really well for my pop needs. Because yeah. I like mm-hmm. the dreamy, whimsical sounds of pop music. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still really love this album, and I'm with you with where, like, the love songs are, like, literally all my favorite Taylor love songs are on this album. <laughs> Mm-hmm. they're so beautiful and so good and like i needed this album when i like when i was broken and listening to red like this was mm-hmm. the album i should have been reaching for instead because i need to be vengeful instead of mm-hmm. crying 
Yep. That's my two cents mm-hmm. on reputation is I need to listen to it, reach for it more when I'm upset than read. I'm going to drop one last fun fact about this album. Actually, I'm going to drop two more things. The first thing is we discussed how uh, Pop Taylor helps curb your anxiety. Mm-hmm. 1989 is a, uh, I don't have time for anxiety. I'm just going to strut it out. Literally says, fuck you, anxiety. I'm out of yeah. here. Reputation is a fuck your anxiety. Yep. And I um, love it. <laughs> and I love it. Also, uh, just fun fact, when I played Lady Macbeth, Reputation was my character album. Ooh. Like, I would listen to Reputation to get into character. <laughs> oh my god, as you should. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good for Lady M, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to assign Shakespeare characters to Taylor Swift albums someday soon. Yes. That would be fun. We are at the end of Taylor's pop era um, with Lover. Um, Lover, which was released August 23rd, 2019. And it was motivated by her positive experience on her Reputation Stadium tour. Um, And she sought to make an album with bright and lighter tones, focusing on the foundational strengths of her song craft. Because Lover is definitely like her best one of her best lyrical albums mm-hmm. so good so poetic and beautiful oh. and this is where we start to see like i i, I shouldn't say start to see yeah. it because we've been seeing it honestly since the very beginning yeah. how well she can craft a lyric mm-hmm. but every song on lover is written as poetry it is. the way that we then see with folk taylor mm-hmm. and so Lover is very much a, um, a a return to a focus on that that song crafting, yeah. that artistry of the w- lyrics she's writing, mm-hmm. not just how well is this record going to sell, yeah. which is obvious in the reception mm-hmm. that Lover then received. Yeah, I agree. And Lover, it, this should be very noted, Lover is her first album after parting ways with Big Machine Records, so she owns the masters to Lover. This is, like, her first, like, her album that she owns herself, which I think is very telling in the way she wrote and produced it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's described by her as a love letter to love itself, and, like, the lyrics kind of cover all facets of love, from, like, contentment to fan- and if to infatuation endearment lust and heartache and it also covers like like political themes and like such as feminism equality and disillusionment and critics reviewed lover mostly positively and they praised its emotional evolution and free-spirited style although some found it like sonically sprawling and inconsistent which is probably because she was testing out the more folklore-y Mm-hmm. vibes on some of the songs so. and it was also her first album without big a machine. record label yeah without without big machine and so like she was given the opportunity to basically completely re- reinvent mm-hmm. her sound yep. and uh rather than reinvent her sound she just kind of returned to what she wished mm-hmm. she could have been doing all along exactly. and so it was like this sounds like taylor but not quite yeah. like taylor so i don't know what to do with it is kind of how everyone <laughs> felt about it which you know i guess fair enough 
But also, I'm like, I love that this is, like, her pure, on authentic, like, sound. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the album she wanted to produce through and through. And yeah. I'm literally obsessed with it. So, it was nominated for Best Pop Vocal Album at the 62nd Grammy Awards. Um, singles You Need to Calm Down and Lover were contested for Best Pop Solo Performance and Song of the Year. It won Favorite Pop Rock Album at the American Music Awards of 2019 and won People's Choice Award for Favorite Album in 2019. It had 18 tracks. I don't, like, there was never, like, a deluxe Lover. I think there was, like, a yeah. wedding version of Lover featuring yeah. Shawn Mendes, but that was about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had three, oh, four singles. I can't read. Um, it had Me, You Need to Calm Down, Lover, and The Man. Mm-hmm. So. so my favorite songs off of this album um are i forgot that you existed oh. the very first one uh because there's something about that opening that that opening just like vibe and i'm just like there's there's so no good. way for me to not just like feel amazing yes <laughs> yes um, so I forgot that you existed. The Man and Death by a Thousand Cuts Ooh, are probably it. my top three. Honorable mentions to Lover and Miss Americana and the Heartbreak oh, Prince. I love that song. And also to the entire rest of the album. Yeah. Um, but I just, Lover is so beautiful and it's a song that I didn't like when it first came out mm-hmm. because I didn't like the way that she said, Lover. <laughs> I didn't like her like uh, holding on to that hard R yeah. for so long. And then I... I started to understand why she did it because like the whole the whole song is about how love is beautiful but also incredibly cheesy and stupid. Yeah. Uh which <laughs> is why we hold on to that hard R at the end of Lover. Um oh, I love that. And Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince is just like so it's... beautifully done. Like I I don't vibe with that song yeah. as much as I do a lot of the others on this album, not even ones that I mentioned as my favorites mm-hmm. or honorable mentions, but uh, it is poetically mm-hmm. gorgeous. And the specifically the fact that the entire thing is a um, allegory of high school mm-hmm. and uh, she incorporates the cheer chant of go fight win into the chorus of the song is just like taylor it's so (laughs) clever i love that song oh i forgot i just i had a very hard time picking picking my like my three i guess because like Mm -hmm. cornelia street like awakened something deep inside me and i love that song the archer I remember hearing that song for the first time, and I was like, whoa, this is different, and I love how this sounds. I want more of this, please, Miss Swift, or mm-hmm. Dr. Swift. Um, and False God is horny as fuck, and I, and I vibe with it. So here's the thing. I think False God might be my least favorite on the Ooh, album. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's the one I skip most often, I think. I like, it's still good, Yeah, but I skip it the most often, I think. I like it for when I need like a soft pop vibe, if you mm-hmm. will. And I do that. And like, then I listen to Miss Americana as well because I need like more groovy pops mm-hmm. instead of like a Cornelia Street or a Cruel Summer vibe, if you will. Yeah. Also, See, yeah. I, 
I feel like you're either a false god person or you're an afterglow person, yeah. and I'm an afterglow person. I yeah. also that also is an honorable mention though, because I'm an anxious bitch and I relate to that song way <laughs> too much. Also to daylights because it's the most beautiful uh, song, and I get mm-hmm. frisson whenever I hear that song now. Yep. Oh, yeah, both oh, so both good. daylight and paper rings Ooh. did not make my honorable mentions or my top three, but. Both will be played at my wedding in some capacity, <laughs> yes. whether Alex likes it or not. He will just deal with it. He's accepted He'll his have fate. To. I just, like, I don't, I don't know how he could tell me no. Yeah. How could he, how could he tell the love of his life yeah. that, no, you and the girls cannot take over the dance floor to uh, surround me in a circle and sing paper rings. It's what... It, it's what need. the lord intended and i think if you guys every single time i hear that song i'm like this is an alex and gwen song i can't quite describe why but i hear it and i'm like this is so them and then i move on and i'm just i smile myself i'm like that's cute and then i'm like i'd love to like listen to her dis- discography and like think of all of my our friends and their significant mm-hmm. others and be like what me- vibes with my friends anyways <laughs> The reason is because Paper Rings is perfectly crafted to, like, the, the the chorus of Paper Rings is perfectly crafted to dance to as if it were ska music. And the only, the only people you know who would dance to ska music are me and Alex. That's why. Yeah. So I'm a lover girly. You are. Literally ask anyone, I'm a lover girly. Which is wild because, like... When I, when I think about this album, I don't know that I have any super strong feelings or opinions mm-hmm. about it. The, like, we just heard me scream about reputation and how feral it makes me, yeah. right? Lover is my most listened to Taylor album. Mm-hmm. It is the album that matches my vibe the best. Ask anyone. It, they'll tell you, yeah, Gwen is a Taylor Swift album, is Lover. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Yep. No questions. Um, It's not... It's weird because I this album just feels right to me. Mm-hmm. It's got her poppiest pop bops on it. Like, you can't tell me that me is not the... Po- and You Need to Calm Down are not the poppiest songs Taylor Swift has ever written because they are. They are. They are. They're so they poppy are and perfect. Comparable to Shake It Off. They are. <laughs> Plain and simple. But this album just is the soft pastel, like, running your hands through fa- tall fields of lavender. Mm-hmm. And then having a, like, water balloon fight with your best friends. <laughs> that is what this album is. Yes, it is. It is platonic love. It is self-love. It is romantic love. And it is all of the heartbreak and destruction that comes with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am a lover. You are. So, I am... I want to say I'm fully in my lover era, and I think that I'm correct in saying that, but uh, only only the personality quizzes will tell, as we know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, I can be like, Gwen's in her lover era, but my word 
is not the same as a personality quiz. I can only see so much. <laughs> I've always liked Lover, but it's never been like a standout for me. It's probably because I've had like very bad luck in relationships prior to my current one. So I've been like a bit apathetic towards this album, if you will. Mm. Or slash bitter. No, less. I, it's more bitter than apathetic. So I'm like, okay, Taylor, I get it. You're in love. Stop rubbing <laughs> it in my face. Thanks. Shut up, Taylor. Literally, I was like, Taylor, I fucking get it, okay? Not all of us are having a great love life right now. So keep it to yourself. I'm so glad you're having a great time, Taylor, but I'm really not. So I'm yeah. like, if you would just not talk about it. I was much. like, stop rubbing it in my face. You really wrote daylight. Like, look what I got. And I'm like, this is really rude. But now, I'm not saying that you... I had to be in love to like this album, I think. Or to understand it. I think I had... No. I had to be in love to understand it. I always liked it, but I had to be in love mm-hmm. to understand it fully. Now I am. That makes sense. And it makes a lot more sense to me. Because I used to relate to... Or, like, enjoy some of the songs. Like, I've always loved The Archer and Afterglow. But, like, that makes mm-hmm. sense for my personality. But, like, now I get Daylight... I get the more romantic songs, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this is really beautiful. If I had l- spends less time being a whiny bitch about this, I would have really appreciated, like, her beautiful, like, lyrics and, like, use of, like, poetry mm-hmm. a lot sooner, because I love poetry. So, you think I would have vibed with the album more initially, but now I do really love it, and it's great. Not in my lover era, but I do appreciate it for what it is. It's a wonderful album. <laughs> One of my coworkers and I were talking about how, like, Lover is our summer album mm. because there's something about it that's just very summer loving. It is. Um, it's just like it's it's picnics, it's water balloon fights, it's uh, popsicles dribbling down your chin. Uh, it is. It's it's it's, it's fireworks on the Fourth of July. Say, it's giving eating cotton candy with your best friends, watching fireworks mm-hmm. after like a long summer's day. It's beautiful. It's giving, uh, going to the amusement park on the beach. Mm. Yeah. Yes. It's a, it's a wonderful album. Mm-hmm. And I loved the songs in there that, like, kind of trickle into folklore, mm-hmm. which is next, which is, ugh, one of my favorite albums. That's for next. That's next time, though. You can hear me gush about folk- folklore in the next episode, because I yeah. adore that album. <laughs> Right now, instead, we're going to do some zillennial quiz taking, and today we're actually going to take two quizzes, um, because I could not find a single quiz about just Pop Taylor that wasn't a direct comparison of her albums. Yeah. Uh, and so I found two BuzzFeed quizzes, two BuzzFeed quizzes. They are basically the same quiz, but the first one is, are you more 1989 or Reputation? Mm -hmm. And the second one is, are you more reputation or lover yes and so we're gonna take both i'm going to predict right now that both of us are going to get 1989 and lover and neither of us is going to get reputation i will agree with this Um, (laughs) but i'm interested to see what happens i am too (laughs) scrolling up and see what we're working with here all right y'all we'll see you on the other side hell yeah all right buzzfeed let's go to town bestie Yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, we can share this one first since we're on it. Okay. We both got the same results, I'm so, guessing. So, to no one's surprise, we're both lover, 
uh the description just says you're sweet optimistic and nurturing yeah fair enough bestie. yeah fair enough yep mm-hmm. we knew that um uh but then to i, I honestly i I'm, I'm a little surprised, surprised that one we didn't get the same result yeah and two if we got different results they went the way they did yes i agree <laughs> so i got 1989 yeah i got reputation <laughs> Mm-hmm. My description says you're fun, optimistic, and caring. Mm. Because you're energetic and cheerful, some people may think you're shallower than you actually are. But you're a mature, loving gem. Okay, but that okay that yeah quite, that rings quite true. I think. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. say it's very accurate. Yeah. Okay, so I got you're thoughtful, wise, and brave. Though you tr- may try to hide it, it's clear to anyone who really sees you that you're kind, vulnerable, and deeply warm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unexpected, but accurate. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I didn't see it going that way, but I get it. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me. If it wasn't obvious, Alyssa and I are both firmly in our Pop Taylor eras. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we identify with different Pop Taylor yeah. albums. Clearly, she identifies with 1989. <laughs> I'm a lover bitch. But um, we love Country Taylor and Folk Taylor. Mm-hmm. I think Folk Taylor's my favorite Taylor. I agree. But I'm a pop tailor. I am a pop tailor. Folklore is like, I'll go into this in the next episode, but my my comfortable, like, snuggly blanket that I love to just mm-hmm. slip under when I need her. <laughs> That's what I'll say for right now. So, <laughs> we'll talk about folk tailor next time. For now, Alyssa... Where can they find our podcast? You can find our lovely podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. If you listen to your podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, give us a five-star rating and subscribe because we want people to find us. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at tsquee. And if you have longer thoughts you want to send us, you can always send them to our email. It's tnsquee at gmail.com. That's t, the letter n, squee at gmail.com. I don't necessarily have anything yeah. I want you to send me this week. Like we said last time, uh, just send us your Taylor Swift playlists. We'd mm-hmm. love to hear them. I, yeah. yeah. Give us some vibes. We like vibes. I would love to hear your compilation of Taylor's pop love songs because they're all mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah. And Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's what i'd like playlist cool. always cool everybody <laughs> stay hot stay hydrated yeah. stay safe uh Alyssa, did you did you listen to last uh <laughs> did you listen to country taylor part one when i provided everyone with playoff music i did it was wonderful <laughs> i noticed that in my first listen through because i listened to it initially because i was like i didn't fully listen when i was doing my the the episode descriptions and i was like god i really hope that she split it in half and i didn't write speak now into the wrong episode <laughs> and i was like oh thank god i did it right first of all and also one had lovely exit music it, it's always it's always a question for me when i add in random editing gwen bullshit if Alyssa actually listens to them and like hears the editing <laughs> gwen bullshit because me just telling her like texting her being like by the way i added playoff music at the end of country taylor part one she'll be like cool thanks but like if i just don't tell her and i let her discover it it's the best it is fun <laughs> i was gonna mention that and i was like I'll wait till we record to bring it up because it made me giggle when I was listening to it at work. <laughs>
Okay, here's okay. your playoff music for this week. Okay, it's just. Yeah, enjoy that. Okay. Um, <laughs> everyone have fun, uh, and we'll see you next time. Yay. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs> I hate myself.